2: It is indeed seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock and we're underway on a Thursday, the 22nd morning of the seventh month of the year of our Lord 2021. Thank you so much for being with us coming up on the program today. We are guest free in hour number one. So now is the time to call with your questions, with your comments on the news of the day or something that's just been eating away at you that you wanted to say or ask. Great opportunity in hour number one. Hour number two. We will have Dr. Everett Piper at 1010, as we do each and every Thursday. He's got thoughts on a host of issues that I think you'll be very uh, uh, impressed with. And uh, then we're going to talk to another Senate candidate. We've talked to him once before, but we're going to talk to him again uh, now that uh, you know things are starting to heat up a little bit. We've talked to JD Vance. There has been some controversy about what he told me. We've talked to uh, uh, Josh Mandel. We've talked to Bernie Moreno, Moreno, who's also had to kind of walk back and explain and provide context for some things as far as uh, you know support for Donald Trump. We've talked to. Um, uh, almost all of the almost all of the uh, uh, named Senate candidates so far. Jane Timken, of course, we spoke with, uh, and her anti-Trump rhetoric being replaced by pro-Trump rhetoric. About the only guy, maybe two, maybe one of two guys, who I don't think there's a, any ne- Trump negativity or at least anything of substance in their background. Um, have they've been Josh Mandel, whom we've spoken with, and this guy Mike Gibbons? Mike Gibbons, I think, has been pretty much staunch pro-Trump from the very beginning, and I'm going to ask him about that. How much does that play into this Senate race as we continue to uh, look at all of the contenders in the Republican primary? So, um, Doctor Everett Piper at ten ten, and then Mike Gibbons, a U.S. Senate candidate for the Republican primary nomination uh, here in the state of Ohio. He'll be joining me at ten thirty five. So again, guest free and hour number one. That means this is the time 216-901-0945, 888-281-1110. Either one of those numbers is fine with me. Don't forget, if you can't get through live on the air and you just have something you need to tell us, no matter what time of day of the day it is, uh, you can also leave a message on the Authority Message Line two one six five 216-525-1806, and we will play uh, good and um, uh, important messages on the air. Two one six five two five eighteen oh six. Now, before we start talking about the news of the day, what do you say we pause for our pledge of allegiance? As always, patriots stand and face your flag if you have one. At least put your hand over your heart if that's all you can do. Leftists, take your knee as we say our pledge to the United States.
3: I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. That
2: glorious nation to which we just pledged our allegiance is governed by, largely. Obviously, there is the U.S. Code, but that, of course, is all governed by. Uh, the Constitution of the United States, the Constitution is headed by our Bill of Rights. Our Bill of Rights includes the First Amendment uh, to our uh, which of course uh, reflects our freedom of speech, our freedom of assembly, our freedom to of the press, our freedom of um, religion, and our freedom to have our redress our grievances uh, uh, addressed by the government and uh, Amendment number two in the Bill of Rights is the one I want to talk about today to start this program because last night we just heard a full out assault on the Second Amendment. By President Joe Biden. Joe Biden took to the airwaves of CNN, probably because he didn't want anybody to hear him, and that's the place to go if you don't want to have a lot of people see you. You go on CNN because their ratings are simply trash, absolute trash. But nonetheless, he went there to be questioned in friendly ter- friendly ground on friendly ground. Uh, the communist news network, uh, perfect for a communist in training president. Don Lemon moderating. And the question came up about firearms. The question came up about gun violence. The question came up about um, uh, your Second Amendment rights. Listen, I'm going to be just—I've got two parts of this that I'm going—I'm going to break it down into. First, I'll play the entire clip, uh, and then I'm going to break it down for you because you need to understand exactly what Joe Biden is threatening here. When I say threatening, I mean it really, really is. He is threatening your Second Amendment rights. Listen, please. Bob,
0: actually, crime is down. Gun violence and murder rates are up, guns. I'm the only guy that ever got passed legislation when I was a senator to make sure we eliminated assault weapons. The idea you need a weapon that can have the ability to fire 20, 30, 40, 50, 120 shots from that weapon, whether it's a nine millimeter pistol or whether it's a rifle. Is ridiculous. I'm continuing to push to eliminate the sale of those things, but I'm not likely to get that done in their terms. Here's what I've done. The people who, in fact, are using those weapons are acquiring them illegally, illegally. And so what happens is I've gotten ATF, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. I have them increase their budget and increase their capacity, along with the Justice Department to go after the gun shops that are not abiding by the law of doing background checks. For real, that's number one. All
2: right. That one minute and ten seconds you just heard is chilling. It's chilling in its, due to its ignorance, as Joe Biden has no earthly idea uh, about guns. He doesn't know anything about a 9mm. He doesn't know anything about a rifle. Um, And it's chilling in its threat to your Second Amendment rights. Let's break it down a little bit. First of all, this part is just... (laughs) uh, Wait, what? Did he really say? Actually, crime is down. Gun
0: violence and murder rates are up. He did, didn't he? Actually, crime is down. Gun violence and murder rates are up. Again? The crime
2: is down. Gun violence and murder rates are up. i don't know when gun violence and murder stopped being crimes but apparently they did because joe biden literally declared the crime is down gun violence and murder rates are up okay that's part one i when i talk about ignorance when i talk about just complete mental breakdowns um somebody's have to have to deal with that crime is down first of all we could even we could even break it down further and Just this part. Crime is down. What? Crime is down. What? Crime is down. Crime is up in every major urban city in America. Violent crime is up, including the one that he just said, uh, you know, is... Gun violence and murder rates are up. Yes, but all violent crime is up in every major urban center in America, in large part due to the defund the police movement... And in, in, uh, in other ways, due to uh, lax enforcement of the law by the local city officials. But first of all, he said crime is down. No, it's not. Crime is up by a huge amount, mid-double-digit percentages in ma- most major cities, triple digits, meaning double or triple um, in uh, some cities. In 800% in one city. In Portland, Oregon, 800% violent crime is up because they have defunded the police. They have handcuffed the law enforcement side of things, so that, let's just let's address that part first. The complete dishonest statement that crime is down in most major, major American cities, but gun violence and murder rates are up. Now we'll get to the rest of what Joe Biden said here, and, and what makes this so dangerous.
0: Actually, crime is down. Gun violence and murder rates are up.
2: Guns. I'm the only guy that ever got. Pass legislation. And this part is irrelevant, too. This little, you know, self-pat on the back, uh, you know, I got assault weapons banned in the 1990s, and then after 10 years of that, and when the studies were done, the proof, the proof, statistical proof, was that it didn't change a thing, because quote-unquote assault weapons are very, very rarely used in gun crimes. That's the point. It's almost always handguns in gun crimes it's never been assault weapons and this guy's bragging about getting assault weapons banned for ten years in the nineteen nineties and then when it was all said and done it was proven that overall crime rates overall gun crime did not go down during that period of time so in other words it was useless and pointless but he had to give himself the little pat on the back
0: the idea you need a weapon that can have the ability to fire 20, 30, 40, 50, 120 shots from that weapon, whether it's a whether it's a 9mm pistol or whether it's a rifle.
2: I want to see the 9mm pistol that fires 30, 40, 50, 120 shots. I want to see that. Hell, I want to see the rifle that does that. And if you are going to talk about a a fully automatic rifle, I guess you can. But he's long tried to suggest that every uh, rifle that has more than you know uh, you know a six shot capacity is somehow an assault weapon. Now he's gone beyond that and is is extending that to handguns, nine millimeter handguns. He said can fire that many uh, that many rounds as well, and that's ridiculous. He said I I won't even get into the obvious which is that um, it's not ridiculous when you look at the purpose of the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment was created to allow citizens to arm themselves, particularly as they need to form militias to fight off enemies foreign and or domestic. That means against the government. Again, these laws were written with the revolution, the U.S. revolution in mind. The British tried to take the guns away from the, uh, from the colonials. They tried to take the guns away before we actually began the revolution and our independ- declared our independence. Because they didn't want the people to have anything to fight back against the tyrannical government forces. That's why our founding fathers said, we're never going to let that happen. The people have a right to defend themselves and to form militias if that's what it takes to protect themselves against potentially the government. But what? We're not allowed to have guns that fire more than six shots? So for him to say that's ridiculous is ridiculous on its face. For him to not know that handguns don't fire 120 rounds is also ridiculous on its face. But that's not the worst of this. That's not the worst of this.
0: Is ridiculous. I'm continuing to push to eliminate the sale of those things. But
2: that is the most important part of this i'm continuing to push for a ban on the sale of those things he doesn't want you to be able to buy handguns or rifles his words not mine he specifically mentioned nine millimeter handguns and rifles and then declared that i'm continuing to push the a ban on the sale of those whether it's a
0: whether it's a nine millimeter pistol or whether it's a rifle is ridiculous i'm continuing to push to eliminate the sale of those things but
2: to eliminate the sale of those things that's extraordinary i'm
0: not likely to get that done in their terms here's what i've done the people who in fact are using those weapons are acquiring them illegally
2: let's stop there because there is another one of the money lines
0: Are acquiring them illegally.
2: How are they acquiring these weapons again, Mr. President? Are acquiring them illegally. Joe Biden is acknowledging and admitting that people who commit gun crimes are getting their guns illegally. How then will it stop that problem from growing and exacerbating to limit and restrict people who don't commit gun crimes who acquire their guns legally. Why would he be trying to stop the sale of handguns that law-abiding citizens or rifles use to protect themselves and or their property if the vast majority of the people who commit gun crimes are not those law-abiding gun owners? They are criminals who acquire their guns. How, once again, Mr. Mr. President? Using those weapons are acquiring
0: them illegally.
2: Criminals acquire their guns illegally, then they use their guns illegally. And Joe Biden says the solution for this is to ban the sale of guns to people who buy them legally and who don't use them for the purposes of committing crimes. This guy is so all over the place on this and every other issue. I am terrified, not just for our country, but for the way our country is viewed internationally. If you don't think that every enemy of the United States isn't looking and listening to this doddering, rambling, bambling, old, uh, rambling uh, uh, and stammering old fool and thinking the U.S. is ripe for the picking right now, then you're not paying attention. I promise you they are emboldened by this complete an utter incompetent, mentally deficient president who continues to uh, embarrass himself and this country on a on a regular basis. I got more from last night's town hall on CNN with uh, Joe Biden coming up on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. So Biden uh, is coming after the guns of legal gun owners because of the illegal acquisition of guns by gun criminals. And, oh, by the way, those gun criminals are not the real problem. It's the guns that they hold that are the problems. You go back to the beginning of that clip I started with in the monologue this morning, and and you just hear it. This is what the left constantly does. They refuse to blame the criminals. Rather, they blame the tools that the criminals use. The the various... Sorry, that's the wrong clip. Let's hit hit this beginning of the uh, last one again real quick here.
0: Actually, crime is
2: down. Gun violence and murder rates are up. Guns. Crime is down, but gun violence is up. Who's creating gun violence if not the criminals? And thus, crime being up. He literally is saying that guns are lifting themselves up off of people's nightstands, out of their gun safes, out of their holsters, their CCW holsters. They're just jumping up on their own and and shooting and killing people. Guns, guns, he said. Guns are the problem, not the criminals. How about we address the criminality and not the tool used in the criminal endeavor? He just won't do that. The left will not do that. It's always about guns. If they say we have to blame the criminals, then the focus is turned to the criminals. And they don't want to do that. And why? Social justice. Racial justice. Because the sad reality of our country is that the vast majority of violent crimes, including gun crimes, and including and especially homicides committed uh, uh, by uh, guns by, with firearms, are of a racial demographic that nobody wants to talk about, especially after the summer of racial reckoning last year. Nobody wants to talk about the vast majority, the fact that there are dozens of shootings in the city of Chicago every weekend. As an example, dozens of them. And over 90% of those shootings and over 90% of the shooting victims are of the same race. Nobody is allowed to mention that. So rather than focusing on the criminals, criminal gang members, we have to focus on guns. We have to, it's the guns are the problem here. You see, it's guns. We have to get rid of guns. Guns are causing these problems. Criminals are causing these problems, and they don't want to address that. Because when you do, you have to talk about the elephant in the room. And that's, that's simply just not acceptable. One more quickie from last night's town hall. This one I just have to throw in there. It's only 10 seconds. It's unrelated to guns. But but once again, you just have to listen to the hypocrisy in order to appreciate it. Listen to what else Joe Biden the,
0: the The various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Wait, wait, what? Not gonna, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations one okay. More time. you're not okay you're not going to you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations
2: <sighs> joe biden the president of the united states the leader of the response to the covid pandemic in the united states just told a national tv audience and again that's why he did it on cnn so fewer people would hear it or see it but just told what was left of the national tv audience <clears throat> that if you get the vaccine, you won't get COVID. Meanwhile, his cohorts in Washington and in the media are screaming for a re-imposition of mask mandates. They want a re-imposition of the mask mandates because even the vaccinated are not protected from getting COVID. You, you following this? wear a mask even if you're vaccinated because if you're even though you're vaccinated you can still get covid but joe biden says you're okay you're not
0: going you're not going to get covid if you have these vaccinations
2: <sighs> one might suggest considering just as an example a few dozen texas democrats left austin texas and went to washington to avoid uh, having to vote on Texas's voter integrity law, they went to Washington, and since they've been there, at least ten of them, all vaccinated, at least ten of them have come down with COVID and spread it to Nancy Pelosi's staff while vaccinated.
0: And Joe Biden said, "Okay, you're not going to you're not going to get COVID if
2: you have these vaccinations." <laughs> Uh, One might call what Joe Biden just did the spreading of disinformation. Sounds to me like he should be banned from all social media. That's what his press secretary said. We want social media companies to be more diligent in banning people from spreading misinformation. Well, there you go. Joe Biden said that you can't get COVID if you have the vaccination. Time to ban Joe Biden from Facebook. We'll be right back.
1: Please be aware, you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer.
2: 935, the other big story yesterday that we need to comment on today. The January 6th committee will carry on without... Any Republican participation?
3: The unprecedented nature of January 6th demands an unprecedented decision, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said in a statement rejecting Republicans Jim Banks and Jim Jordan to sit on a select committee investigating the violent breach. Made it undeniable this panel has lost all legitimacy. Top House Republican Kevin McCarthy called it an egregious abuse of power. and He won't seat the other three members he named to the committee.
1: We will run our own. Investigation.
3: Pelosi's decision is supported by Wyoming Republican Liz Cheney, named to the committee by the Speaker.
0: I am absolutely confident that we will have a nonpartisan investigation, that it will look at the facts, that it will go wherever the facts may
2: lead. A nonpartisan investigation that was consisting of eight Democrats and five Republicans. And oh, by the way, Nancy Pelosi gets to choose the Republicans and the most effective opponents of this nonsense, this third go-round of an attempt to impeach Donald Trump, such as Jim Jordan and Jim Banks, weren't allowed to be on it. And she wants to say there's going to be a nonpartisan investigation? Representative Jim Banks of, um, of Indiana, again, one of the staunchest supporters of the president, along with Jim Jordan, said this. This was a political sham from the beginning. They proved it today. They knew that Jim Jordan and I would
3: ask the tough questions that they didn't want to answer about the, the systemic breakdown of security at the Capitol on January 6th. And ultimately, who's responsible
2: for that? The Speaker of the House. They don't want to go there. This is her select committee, so she has the right to select the participants, and that means to ban Kevin McCarthy from naming people like Jordan and Banks because they wouldn't ask the tough questions. They would not allow this, this dog-and-pony show to go on, just like the Russia hoax dog-and-pony show, just like the Ukraine impeachment dog-and-pony show, just like the January 6th quote-unquote incitement of insurrection dog-and-pony show. They wouldn't allow it. They would be there, and they would be doing the real work of the people and not allowing this partisan, um, you know, shafting of Donald Trump to continue. More from Banks.
3: Nobody has answered to this day. No Democrat has
2: been willing to go where we wanted to go, which was to ask the questions about why, uh, why on January 6th we were so ill-prepared for something that, for a tragic incident that happened at the Capitol, when we knew three weeks prior to January 6th we had intelligence that told us something was going to happen that day. Right and, uh, and so why are they doing this in the first place? Why have they convened this? I just explained why. It's another attempt to stop Donald Trump. They tried to impeach him before, even after he left office, rather. uh, so that they could uh, stop him from running for re-election in 2024. That failed, and so now this is another attempt to blame him and then thus stop him from being the Republican nominee in 2024. Jim Jordan says he also knows why they're doing
3: this. The leader and Jim are exactly
0: right. This has always been about politics, uh, and the, today's actions of the Speaker just confirm that. But frankly, uh, and I've said this before, what else are they going to talk about I mean, they've been so focused on the January 6th committee. What else are they going to they going to talk about crime? The fact that crime is up in every major urban area in this country? They're going to talk about the border crisis? I mean, think about this. March was the highest month on record for illegal crossings until April. April was the highest month on record until May. May was the highest month on record until June. Can't talk about that. They're going to talk about inflation? They're going to talk about the fact that the price of eggs is up, the price of milk is up, the price of bread is up, the price of gas is up, the price of an airline tickets is up, the price of a use, the price of everything is up. They can't talk about that. So they're going to be partisan, and they're going to focus on this.
2: That's exactly right. What else are they going to do? The first six months of the Biden world have been an abject disaster. From COVID response to the invasion of our southern border, over a million people crossing, to inflation, to gas prices skyrocketing, to home building supplies skyrocketing, businesses suffering. I mean, on and on and on we go. What do they have to to talk about that's positive? Nothing. So the only thing they can do is, you know, we better destroy Donald Trump and the Republicans again. Let's go and form this partisan January 6th committee. What are you afraid of, Nancy Pelosi? What are you afraid of? Why won't you let Jim Jordan and Jim Banks sit on this committee? You've got all the power. You still have the numbers. So what are you afraid of, Kevin McCarthy? I don't like who she puts on from Adam Schiff, who lied to the
1: American public, Raskin, who wanted to impeach the president on day one, who objected to the election, electors in, uh, about President Trump. But I respect her ability to do that why is Nancy Pelosi so afraid of the truth coming out? We cannot afford to have a speaker like this.
2: It is a complete disgrace to the institution that is the House of Representatives. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, John is in Chardon. Hey, John, you're on AM 1420. The answer, go ahead.
4: Yo, uh, Bob, before I get to my main point, I can't help following up with uh, uh, you, you about Biden. And my comment there is rigged elections have consequences.
2: They do. You're yeah. Right.
4: So now to my main point, I may have a way out for you regarding watching football on, on TV this fall. Yeah. Our daughter and son-in-law are conservative to the core, but it doesn't bleed over into watching football on TV. So while my TV screen is off, their uh, screen is on. Whether I'm there or not, something to okay. think
2: about. So, I, I don't know what you. I don't know what you just told me to think about. Well, what I'm saying you is, you said you're not watching it, but they are. Well,
4: I, I can be there watching it with them. In other words, the ratings and that, you know, they pick up on the TV screens that are oh, on. Oh, okay, you know?
2: okay. See, here's the thing, John. Here, here's, here's, here's where I, I don't think you understand my point when it comes to all of this. It's not just that I don't want to contribute to their ratings. I will not watch what they present. Because what what they are, and thank you for the call, what what they are doing, it's not just a ratings issue. It's not like, hey, if I go to the bar, I could go down to the bar and watch the game, and that way my TV isn't being counted in the Nielsen ratings. I will still be consuming that which they want to push upon me, and I won't allow it. And I will not allow it, not for myself and not for everybody in my family. I'm just, I mean, not that anybody else in my family would want to watch it except for my son, but he's with me. The only time I'll start watching the NFL again, it'll take one of two things, or maybe both things. Number one, for them to fully apologize and retract all of their social justice trash that is destroying the game and destroying my Sundays. Or number two, when my son graduates from his Division One university and makes it to the National Football League. I'll watch my kid. I'll bend my rules to watch my kid's games if he ends up in the NFL someday. Long shot that it may be. But that's it. The rest of it is personal. It's not about ratings. It is about personal. Same thing, I, I knew I wasn't going to contribute to the NBA ratings watching the finals that ended the other night, but um, I didn't watch it simply because I no longer am interested in being um, indoctrinated with this social justice and, and critical uh, theory that they are putting on television, and yes, they are, particularly when the league says... <laughs> Particularly when the league says we're not one nation united, as the you know, as 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 the land of the free and the home of the brave, we're two countries. There's a white country and a black country, and as such, we're going to play a white anthem and a black anthem. When they tell me that, I don't care if their ratings, what their ratings are. I'm not watching it because I won't want to dis- I won't want to damage my eyes and my ears from seeing and hearing it. I want my African-American next-door neighbor to stand next to me at the start of a football game, saluting or putting our hand on our hearts as we listen to, if not sing along with, the American national anthem. I don't want to be sitting down while his black anthem is played, and I don't want him to sit down while my white anthem is played because that doesn't exist. White, black, red, brown, yellow, green, purple, polka-dotted doesn't freaking matter. We have one anthem to recognize and represent our one United States of America. That's it. And football, I don't care what their ratings do. I won't personally watch it. I won't poison myself with it if that's what they're going to do. If they're going to tell me that me or I... And white people like me don't share the same anthem in the same country and the same rights as African Americans do. And so we have to separate the anthems for that. They can go to hell. I will never watch that again. Like I told you, two two different things must happen. They must apologize and retract all of it and, and or my son makes the league. I will always support my family, and that's the end of it. Jennifer's in Stowe on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Jennifer. Go ahead.
0: Hi, Bob. Can you hear me?
2: I hear you just fine.
0: Awesome. Um, so I am calling about the local school boards. I know a lot of people have been coming out for the local school boards for CRT, etc. However, our, our our school board just had a meeting on Monday, and they're discussing masks again. And they were for now, it's no mask. It's just optional. But they're hinting at local, county, and state uh, mandates coming possibly again for.
2: School children. Yeah, uh and that's because that's what they're doing at the federal level too. I got a headline this morning, White House is weighing pushing masks on the C D C as the COVID cases increase with this new variant. Uh the Biden administration is apparently talking with the Center for Disease Control and Prevention about proposing new messaging to the public, telling everybody to wear masks. Now uh that might not necessarily be a federal mandate per se, but it would lead to what you just said. Schools County officials or whomever, and in our case with Mike DeWine, probably state government agents to say, yep, sorry, we're going to have to go back and put masks on again, by the way, vaccinated or not. And I think that's something that should make everybody who is taking the vaccine feel just a little bit foolish because they've been told that this is what will protect you from the virus. And, oh, by the way, uh, it isn't. So you've got to put a mask on anyway. I, I, I wonder how people feel about being experimented on and then being told they still have to do the same thing as the rest of us, which is put those masks on. So, yeah, the fight is not over by a long shot, Jennifer. What you're finding out in your schools, uh, there are probably going to be things that we're fighting in, in school districts all over the state.
4: Most definitely, I think people
0: should go out at, in full force at their, you know, with CRT and math and just go talk at your school boards, overwhelm them. Because yeah, well, I feel like well, it's enough. Right. Parents, talk at the
2: school boards. You're right. Talk yeah. at at the school board. But but what the first thing you said is run for school board elections are coming you have to pull your uh you know your petitions have to be filed by um by august 4th take over your school Mm -hmm. boards so that you have a role in this so that you have a role not only in crt but in establishing policy like health policies within your district as it pertains to masking children which of course is wholly unsupported by the science agree yes i'm glad you brought it up jennifer
0: thanks for taking my
2: call bob my pleasure thank you for the phone call She's right. That's what has to happen. You need to, while you can, go to the school boards and say, do not even think about bringing back these ridiculous face diapers to make my children's lives miserable. Don't even think about it. The science is not there. First of all, kids don't get it. Second of all, if they do, kids don't spread it to, to other kids. Third of all, if they do, they don't spread it to, to adults. The ones who do are just microscopic in terms of percentages. The science is not there that says kids should be wearing masks, much less be vaccinated. It's just not following the science. So tell your school boards that. And then run for your local school board. Don't let this election that is coming up in all 88 counties, districts all over this state, don't let these new school board elections result in more CRT-promoting, mask-wearing leftists taking over your district. Don't let it happen. You've got to run, and you've got to run hard. TJ, you're on AM 1420, the answer. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, you know, Bob, this thing about crime, I know you know how the Democrats uh, bring the statistics down. Look at San Francisco. They passed a the thing there where you can... Uh, shoplift up to a thousand dollars and it's only a misdemeanor that's not well, just that's- san
2: francisco that's california california yeah. uh, uh, overall basically says that if you uh, steal up to nine hundred and fifty dollars or less um they're not going to prosecute you and they're not going to chase you down that's why they're just strolling out of stores with five six seven hundred dollars worth of merchandise knowing full well that hey i'm under the limit they can't touch me
3: well, that's how you reduce crime in the Democratic Party. You legalize it. And that'll bring the statistics down. That's and, right. you know, I, and I almost fell out of my chair the other day on local news. These libtards in the cities, of Cleveland here now are complaining about police response time. I mean, the very same people that caused the problem now is they're seeing crime rise in their neighborhood, and they're going, where's the police? How come the response time is so long? Every one of these libtards running for uh, mayor of Cleveland... They created this problem. Now they're all running on the platform. We're going to fight crime when we get in there. We're going to take care of this. They caused the problem. I mean, that, that, these people are—it's just unbelievable—the uh, hip, the hypocrisy, you know, out of the left. They I mean, every, even Kucinich, even Kucinich, the most liberal man in uh, Washington, is talking. I'm going to support the police and I'm going to fight crime. Elect me mayor. Well, you created the problem. You and your party.
2: You better be careful, though, TJ. Because um, based on what I see in that field of Democrat candidates for mayor, Kucinich might be the most conservative among the bunch.
3: Bob, <laughs> I agree with you. I do I totally. <laughs> How crazy is I, I was. That? Te- I was telling my wife that. I says I will vote for Kucinich if he runs. Uh, not because I think he's gonna be a great mayor, but you know it's kind of like the difference between Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as bad as Biden is. I hate to see him go because then look who's gonna take his place but yeah, yeah, yeah i'm I'm definitely I'm gonna put a QC sign on my lawn i'm I'm convinced of that. <laughs> I mean it's,
2: I don't know well, if I go that far, but it is hilarious <laughs> that that wild leftist uh, radical is, is oh,
3: i w- the I want to say last. one thing too about uh, the okay. people in Cleveland that are listening. Uh, this guy Bibbs, I don't know too much about him, but he seems to be like a popular one. The only thing I do know in my neighborhood, all the extreme libtards that I know all have Bibbs signs on their front lawn already. So that right there is telling me I can't vote for that guy.
2: Now, the only thing I know, and thanks for the call, TJ, is that the one guy that I liked, Landry Simmons, uh, is, was, was booted from the race uh, because they screwed him on petition, on signatures. And I have no doubt that they absolutely screwed him because he's a black man who's Republican and is pro-law and order and does not fit the bill of the rest of these uh, candidates from city council. And I have no doubt in my mind that they screwed him on his petition uh, with the signatures uh, and saying he did not have enough valid signatures. It's garbage. Landry Simmons would have been my choice for mayor. And now, as it stands, I don't think there's any way for the city of Cleveland to win with the remaining group. Okay, right back. Okay, it's 9.56. I've got a short segment here. I want to hit two things in it. One, uh, ADC. <clears throat> Some people call her AOC. I don't. Alexandria Damasio-Cortez was uh, walking, I don't know, somewhere in D.C., and she was being followed by a couple of reporters who were asking her about Cuba. And I want you to listen to the end particularly of this 30-second clip. You probably saw. Also, some Democrats are saying it's not just the embargo that's the problem. No, it's
0: it's not. You know, this issue is—it's not just one facet, but where the U.S. has historically been most aggressive in, uh, and where we, you know, in bringing up the embargo, you're pointing to the U.S. role, whereas, and what, and U.S. actions, because if you leave that gaping, uh, opening. My concern is that people are trying to lay the groundwork for regime change.
2: Did you hear the end? What is is your biggest concern as it pertains to U.S. policy toward communist Cuba?
0: Opening. My concern is that people are trying to lay the groundwork for regime change. My concern is that people are trying to lay the groundwork for. My concern is that people are trying to lay the groundwork for regime change. My concern is that people are trying to lay the groundwork for regime change.
2: ADC is concerned that people are trying to lay the groundwork for regime change in Cuba. Communist Cuba, where the regime, for the last 60 plus years, has killed people as political prisoners, tortured them, imprisoned them, starved them, I guess that's the the preferred order of things for people like ADC. She already calls herself a socialist, just like Bernie Sanders does. And now as she defends the communist regime of Cuba, we know that it's further than that. She is full-on communist, claiming that she's worried that people are going to call for regime change in a communist nation. Isn't that something that three people all over the world want, is for communist regimes that torture, rape, and kill and pillage people for their own amusement, that the regimes be changed? Isn't that what what the rest of us actually call for? I think we do. But rather than that, AOC is concerned that it'll happen. My concern is that people are trying to lay the groundwork for regime change. And that's a staggering thing. The Cuban people are begging for freedom. They want a regime change so that they can have freedom. And she does not want people to have freedom. I want you to think about that. And while you're thinking about that, here's the other one I want to get before the top of the hour. Remember yesterday the story I told you about the Abolitionist Teaching Network? Peter uh, Kersenow and I talked about it at length. This is the radical, critical race theory promoting racist organization that the U.S. Department of Education under Joe Biden pledged to follow, including their handbook as one of the resources that they would be using in the Department of Education to force critical race theory on uh, students in districts, in public school districts all over the United States. After talking at length yesterday about everything that the abolitionist teaching movement stands for, the White House ran backwards. That radical activist group is called Abolitionist Teaching Network. Its handbook calls for a, quote, commitment to learning from students, families, and educators who disrupt whiteness and other forms of oppression. But now the Biden administration says it was all just one big mistake, that it ended up as part of its guide to help schools safely reopen during the pandemic. The Department of Education saying it does not endorse the recommendations of this group, nor do they reflect our policy positions. It was an error in a lengthy document to include the citation, South Carolina Attorney General Alan Wilson celebrating that reversal, calling it a, quote, big win for parents, and says it's all because Republican attorneys general pressured them to do the right thing. Exactly. It wasn't a mistake. It was caught. The bottom line is somebody was looking, and then somebody brought it to the press, to people like me, and then attorneys general around the country said, uh, no, and suddenly they went, I said, oh, that shouldn't have been on there. That's just... Just a just a boo boo, it was a mistake. Sorry, we'll we'll correct that. Unbelievable. Although I am happy with the outcome of that. Doctor Everett Piper joins me after the news on AM fourteen twenty the